0: Welcome back to Well Then, a podcast about all things wellness and putting your health first. I'm so excited to welcome you guys back now for day six of our special series on breast implant illness and women who've decided to get their breast implants removed. If you've been tuning in for the past few days, you know that we've covered many women's amazing stories on how they had the courage to get their implants removed, and what that process looked like for them. Uh, We've heard from a plastic surgeon as well, and you've heard my story, so you know that I've been there before. Today's guest is someone that I'm really excited to introduce you guys to, so you can see how she has really taken her experience with having implants in and, and used it to be an incredibly transformative experience in her life. Carly J is a certified clinical hypnotherapist, holistic nutritionist, and energy healer based in Denver, Colorado. After retiring from her short yet victorious career as an IFBB pro bikini competitor, Carly had a long physical and emotional communication back and forth with her body through various illnesses, a quick shed of an outdated identity, and a transformation awakening that led her to look at the world through the lens of self-compassion and unconditional love. She has now jumped back into mindful action with the purest intention to curate a safe container for the most beautiful unraveling as you and I and we continue to dive deeper into our soul's yearning. And I really think that as you listen to Carly's story, you'll be so struck by the growth and emotional maturity that she's attained at such a young age. And I think that you'll you'll agree that her journey with getting implants and what that taught her and experiencing breast implant illness at such a young age, having gotten her implants as a teenager, really impacted her and, and was a big factor in, in you know, how far she's come and, and her story is so beautiful. So I'm really excited for you all to hear more from Carly about her personal experience. Welcome to the show, Carly. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much
1: for having me on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. As you know, you and I have have talked about previously, it's so important that more women are are sharing their stories and having these conversations so that more women out there can can have access to them and get more information to make educated decisions when it comes to their body and what they're putting in their body. Mm -hmm. So thank you for, for using your story and sharing it with others. Of course, as
1: like I kind of mentioned previously is my story can help somebody make that decision or uh, just bring more awareness to their own body like that's kind of, I feel like my duty here on earth and especially being um, a woman as well Too, I feel like there has been such a lack of conversation around our bodies. Um, And that's something that I think is really relevant in today's society that we bring more awareness
0: around. I couldn't agree more. Um, so, I'm excited to kind of dive right in, starting with um, your, your journey in deciding to get implants in the first place. I know that you, um, you got them at a, at a relatively young age, and mm-hmm. um, we, share, we share a background in um, fitness competition, so I understand, you know, the impetus for, for wanting to get um, implants for that reason, but I'd love if you can just give us some more context on what that decision-making process looked like for you and when you decided to get them and and why um, and what sort of motivated that?
1: that yeah, as kind of you mentioned um, coming from a competition background. Um, I began my uh, like competition journey when I was about like 17. Um, so I was very young and with that age comes a lot of lack of muscle maturity. So I was already kind of had the odds against me, you could say, especially once you got up into the national level. And then once I turned pro and started competing into the pro league, um, you could tell how young I was compared to some of these women who were 35 and plus. Um, And I already had like a pretty petite frame. So with the judges, um, suggestions, as I kind of say, and my own coach's suggestions at the time as well, too. It was kind of a decision that was put into my ear and being a young teenager at the time, because I decided to get my implants when I was 19. Um, thinking that they would help me in my competition realm, as well as just like, quote unquote, enhance my physique. Um, that was kind of the Uh, motive behind my decision behind them
0: do you feel like you know I'm so glad that there's a there are a few things there that I'm I'm glad that you mentioned that some people who are listening might not be familiar with the the world of fitness competitions we have had a few other um, women come on the show talking about their um implant and explant process who are fitness competitors. So obviously it is a really common pressure in that industry. Um, but you pointed out some things that at such a young age, like your, your body was in such a different place than the women you were competing with and against. Mm -hmm. And, um, I didn't realize that you were at a pro level as well. So, um, can you actually explain really quickly for people who are listening the difference between like amateur and, um, pro level bikini competitors? Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Um, so when you start in the bodybuilding
1: world, um, everybody begins at an amateur level and that is just like competing at the local level. So, um, I was lucky enough to have a lot of shows here around where I'm from here locally in Denver. Um, and I competed that my, I believe like, shows in the local level Um, and then during the local level you have to place top two to be able to be nationally qualified and then once you're nationally qualified then that's when you can compete at a national level Um, and then at the national level if you place I believe it's either top three at some shows or top two or just um first place is that's how you win your pro card to then compete at a pro level um so national level it's mostly just people from the United States are able to compete against each other but once you're in the pro league that's when you're competing against people from all over the world um and then age and height do not matter anymore as well too like they typically do in amateur and uh national level week
0: thank you for clarifying that yeah and yeah. you make a great point as well that a lot of people probably don't realize but muscle maturity plays a really big factor yeah into like the type of aesthetic that the judges are looking for in mm-hmm. in these competitions and um yeah, typically a teenager doesn't, doesn't have that level of muscle maturity, um, that a woman in her, you know, later twenties or early thirties might. Um, so the fact that you were able to win your pro card and compete at a pro level, that's, that's pretty wild in itself. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, um, a journey to get there for sure.
1: And a lot of dedication, um, and just, as I said, it like, Served its purpose, but also kind of stole my like early teen or like early twenties and um, late right. teen years as well too so
0: yeah, yeah, how do you feel like that that played out for you because i you know for me, I was competing in more like my early early twenties early to mid twenties, and how do you feel like it impacted your sense of self to be competing at a pro level in a sport where the the prize and the focus is entirely subjective and entirely based on aesthetic and just what you look like and nothing more did that do you feel like that impacted you know your sense of self-worth self-confidence how how you showed up in the world
1: yeah yeah I, I love that question um Yeah. So starting when I was a junior in high school, um, a lot of times when you're that age, you're kind of more focused on like prom or like just high school activities. Um, And then for me, it was like meal prepping, um, being in the gym. And I actually went into bodybuilding um, already having a eating disorder. um, And that just further escalated my eating disorder, but allowed me to um, have it be okay on the surface because I was in a support that dedicated the time to like you had to meal prep you had to do all of these extremes but I was able to slap on the um, sport or the justification for the extremes but in actuality it was just a really deep Um, eating disorder wound. So Mm -hmm. that really skewed my perception um, of my body, though, at a really young age, just because from the sense of self that I was getting from others, from validation of what I was looking like, and being lucky enough to be pretty um, good at the sport, when I started, um, that allowed me to really like fulfill my ego's need of Mm -hmm. that validation from others. Um, And then especially with social media nowadays too, because that's kind of when I started my social media account and was like really sharing my journey in the hopes to inspire people to better themselves on a physical level, just because that's really all I knew and all I was surrounded by um, I didn't have any awareness around bettering your like mental health or your emotional state or anything like that mm-hmm. um, and that's when I was extremely attached to my physical body so um, long story short I would say it really impacted my sense of self and my attachment to my identity was equal to what I was perceived on the outside um, and yeah. if I wasn't getting any sort of validation through Instagram likes or if I came in like fifth place or something like that, that like crushed me inside as a young female. Um, So after exiting out of the competition industry, it was really a um, kind of like an identity crisis, I would call it, where I had to completely redefine myself and what fitness meant to me, what... um, My body meant to me, and like understanding and having the awareness that, like, I'm not my body, and the validation or the praise that I get for my physical sense isn't um, linked to like my worthiness or my ability to be loved as well.
0: Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, so beautiful that you were able to learn that lesson and and use your experience to transform a a belief that wasn't true and wasn't serving you Mm. and, and able to get to that point because I think a lot of women struggle throughout the majority of their lives to learn that yeah yeah definitely did you have any desire or thoughts about getting implants prior to competing in fitness competitions was it something you had ever thought about before it
1: it wasn't um I'm actually like I would say like lucky enough or blessed with my genes that the women in my family already have like pretty large breasts Um, and like kind of at a young age as well too I was already developed but it wasn't until uh, my eating disorder early in high school and then throughout the competition realm um, that I started losing fat in that area so it was kind of just something that once I was surrounded and entered into that world and I always say like When we're in a very extreme circumstance or situation, especially like competitions, we are, it's kind of like having goggles on and like, Mm -hmm. that's all you see. And like, that's all you're living and breathing. Um, So when I'm seeing all of these women who have like very large breasts, very like perky and just like, I could tell that they are fake. I thought personally, I had to have them to be able to excel into this sport Um, so it wasn't until I entered into the competition realm that I really wanted to get it in plans.
0: Yeah. And it's almost like my experience was, and and tell me if yours was the same, that because it is so normalized in that industry Mm -hmm. and because that is just what you're seeing everywhere you turn, it almost makes this decision, which should be a very big and weighted and, and life altering decision. It makes it easy. Like, it For makes sure. it like, oh, of course I'm going to do that.
1: Totally. Yeah, I so agree with that. I didn't think twice, didn't look like do any research whatsoever, just because it was such a norm and everybody around me was getting theirs and didn't have any issues. And mm-hmm. there was no discussion on any sort of complications or um, illnesses related to them as well, too, at that time.
0: Yeah, and so we'll we'll dive into that a lot when you started um, experiencing symptoms and, and what that looked like for you. Um, mm-hmm. But after you got your implants in, um, a couple questions. So one, how much longer after that did you continue to compete? And also, after you got your implants in, was there a point that you realized that maybe you had made the wrong decision or that these weren't right for you even before you started experiencing physical symptoms?
1: yeah, so I actually decided to get my implants um two weeks post show. So I went into the doctor. I believe i was I had one more show left for my season, um, and this is when I was competing as a pro, and I was able to get mine um like two weeks after a show. and of course, being a very like inpatient teenager, I wanted them right away and like didn't want to wait and just, yeah, um, so that was like my first mistake. but I ended up not competing due to the complications that I had directly after my surgery. Um, My body pretty much began rejecting them um, like right when I woke up from surgery. So I didn't have a chance to um, compete again. It was already on um, my mind that competing really wasn't my sport and really my passion any longer after I was able to compete in the pro Um, stage and everything like that, um, I started to kind of stumble more into holistic healing um, because I thought my health complications at the time were related to my competition um, rather than the breast augmentation. And I do still believe that it had a lot to do with the state that I was in when I went into get my breasts done. Um, But I do think that like the large part of my symptoms, uh, like years or a year after I got my surgery were due to the actual implants themselves.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's when you're in that place, it can be hard to tell like, you know, which came Mm -hmm. first, because obviously, both are are impacting your health in a big way. But it's like neither one is making it better. They're both, they're both mm-hmm. kind of just fueling, you know, weakened immune system, um, hormonal imbalances, the yeah. whole nine. So, yeah, exactly. okay. So you say that you woke up from surgery and immediately like your body, you could t- tell was rejecting them. So can you walk us through, like, what are some of the symptoms you started to experience immediately and over time? Um, and, and what did that process look like for you of realizing that, maybe these implants were making you sick yeah
1: so directly after surgery um i my body took a really long time to just heal from my surgery alone um and my doctor was actually really surprised with the slow healing that my body was doing and of course that was probably linked to the low body fat and just the like imbalanced thyroid and like imbalanced hormones and everything else. Um, And I ended up losing, I believe, like 10 pounds from my stage weight. Um, So I was very, very, very underweight and my body just didn't have enough fat to properly heal and just, like, properly go back to balance almost. Um, And that was kind of the first three months that I really noticed a lot of different complications. Um, And within those first three months as well, too, I already started to have, like, different heart palpitations. Um, I could tell that my breathing was really not normal. Um, I wasn't really too, uh, like concerned at the time, just because I thought I was getting used to having these like fake bags on my chest. Um, and it wasn't until like six months post-surgery, my left breast decided like not to drop properly. And I had to go under again to have that one removed and have a different implant in place. Um, So my body was kind of already rejecting them from the start of not wanting to heal and um, properly like Um, build tissue around them as well either. So that was the first six months. And during the first six months as well too, I started noticing really bad acne. And I started working with a naturopath at the time and started regulating my thyroid and my hormones and kind of getting everything else back on track that I kind of caused damage to during my competition journey. Um, But I could tell with the level of supplementation and the um, like plant-based eating and just being very very conscious of what I was putting into my body and surrounding my body with that I wasn't getting healthier Um, so with acne and different other skin irritations I knew that there was a deeper cause Um, and then kind of fast forward to the next six months after my surgery, so the year time frame, um, that's when my mental health started to decline at a really rapid rate, um, and the level of brain fog and, um, just the inability to be able to cognitively function, um, more than like six hours per day was, um, almost impossible. I was self-employed at the time and that's when I had to kind of put a lot of my business on the side and um, put my healing first. I was unable to really function most of the day because I had to nap. I was like probably awake most of the days for like four hours um, or I would be completely exhausted or just completely delusional. Um, And to kind of like wrap it up in a really small sentence, it almost felt like I was like losing my mind. Mm. Um, and at that period of time, it was extremely scary and really scary for the people I had around me and my family to kind of just see this really healthy young person who put a lot of time and effort into their health and into what they were putting into their body um, to be extremely unhealthy. So That's when I kind of started researching more. And of course, that is when the rise of breast implant illness started to blossom on Instagram and reading the symptoms that everybody else was listing off and being able to check off pretty much like 99% of the symptoms. It was really hard for me to like own that that was a possibility and having Mm. people like reach out and suggest because like I mentioned previously, um, I kind of always documented my journey, like my health journey, my fitness journey, and just really my life on social media. And a large part of that was kind of the health complications that I was going through. And having people reach out and kind of suggest that I look into it was really hard at the time to A, know that I spent that much money on my breasts that I would have to take them out. Mm -hmm. And then two, to kind of like redefine what that meant for me as like a woman as well too because i was still very much linked and attached to this identity even around um like my breast implants too even though i didn't have them for a really long time it was still really um like an addition to have onto my body that kind of gave me this more like validation as well so it wasn't until I went to another natural path that she was actually the one who diagnosed me that my body was having an allergic reaction to the silicone. Um, and she offered a few different um, healing modalities that I could try out, but that wasn't really guaranteed. And it was her suggestion from a woman to a woman that she would really suggest to get them removed. So mm. that was kind of all of my symptoms wrapped up in a... I want to say like 15 month time span. So I didn't have mine for just a little less than a year and a half.
0: And so prior to the time where, you know, breast implant illness really was being talked about more online on social media and people started sending you messages saying, Hey, this sounds like what you've been going through. Mm -hmm. Were you just correlating the symptoms you were feeling to, you know, post life, post competition,
1: yeah, it was really easy for me to be able to justify a lot of the compli- the symptoms and complications that I was having at the time for my really intense um like two-year competing journey cuz I competed in uh like 12 shows in 2 years with very little That's a back lot. Back. Yeah, so knowing what that does to your body, um, as a coach and as like a health professional as well too, it was very easy for me just to kind of justify and not want to take ownership that I made myself sick by choosing to put Mm. them into my body. And I think that was like really the hardest, um, almost like pill to swallow to know that like my insecurities at the time got me sick but also to to not be able to attach to the victim role is also kind of like the duality of taking ownership that yes like I put these in my body but also to like the self-compassion and the self-forgiveness that I like had to work through as well too is yeah absolutely
0: yeah I feel like this is such an important part of the conversation to have um, and for women listening who who have implants in and and suspect that they might be making them sick because mm-hmm. it is first of all so easy to misdiagnose or to justify mm-hmm. for other reasons for competitors, obviously for the reason you just stated because mm-hmm. competing puts your body through so much and it it oh, yeah. can result in a whole range of symptoms, but even for women who've never competed before. It's really easy to be misdiagnosed or labeled under, Mm -hmm. you know, autoimmune conditions, um, you know, so many issues under the sun that fit some of the same symptoms as breast Mm -hmm. implant illness and to use those because it is so confronting and so Mm -hmm. hard to admit to ourselves that like, yep, I did this. I'm sick because of a decision I made and it was an expensive Mm -hmm. decision and I'm going to have to pay even more to to correct it and get them out. And that, and that in itself is hard. That doesn't feel good. But then to your point earlier, there's also the added layer of complexity that every woman has a different relationship with her implants Mm -hmm. and how they make her feel about herself physically and her physical Mm -hmm. appearance. So I think it's so important that we talk about this because I think there are all, a lot of women out there who might suspect that their implants are making them sick, but are ignoring mm-hmm. that that intuition because yeah. of all these other reasons that they feel shame, they feel guilt, they feel whatever it might be that mm-hmm. is keeping them sick.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, it's a wide spectrum of emotions that really come up when you start looking into the symptoms and are identifying that a lot of the things that are making you sick and like taking your life away could be caused by these plastic bags on your chest.
0: Yeah, And so you shared earlier that there was this part of you that did have, um, you know, an attachment or identity maybe that was building up around them, even in that short amount of time and, and Mm in what that might, you know, what they might mean about you, whether it's Mm -hmm. about femininity or womanhood, um, you know, what it means to look like a woman. Um, but I know when we spoke last time, you also mentioned this, um, this, sort of idea of being self-conscious of them and mm. I'm, I'm curious to hear because I think this is the case for a lot of women how those two things can coexist at this end and kind of con- seem to contradict each other but like yeah uh, you can at the same time feel like you need the implants to look a certain mm-hmm. way and be con- self-conscious of the, of the fact that you have them
1: completely yeah so when I first got them I of course like took a few photos to my doctor of whose boobs that I thought looked amazing and that I wanted to look like pretty much. And Mm -hmm. being a really young girl at the time and being very petite, um, I sadly enough was Um, I had implants that were like very too large for my body and going to the doctor who I went to a different doctor who removed my implants um, compared to the doctor who put them in. And the doctor who removed my implants said that they were at least like two times too big for my body. And just like having, yeah, like having that awareness of it, I kind of had that feeling um, when I got them just from the level of discomfort that they brought me. Um, but I think also too, I was really self conscious of them at the time because I started to really dive into this healing journey and uncovering and really healing from the um, health complications that I caused through competing in a more holistic and natural way and I was really wanting to embody that not only for myself but also just for my clients and um, what I was sharing online and I almost felt like a hypocrite because here I was stating all of this holistic knowledge and getting a um, like holistic nutrition certification and all of these things but yet I had these toxic bags on my body Mm -hmm. Um, and at the time I didn't know that they were causing complications but I knew they were still not a natural substance and a foreign object on my body so it was a really big um time period for me to just really analyze what they meant to me and like how they were playing a role in my life because my health was still um trying to come back into balance, and then I had this emotional um kind of like turmoil around them as well too, so I was kind of sitting with the fact of thinking about this of if my emotional viewpoint of them truly cause like a manifestation of the actual ailment itself on top of just the toxins that they do cause in your body as well too. Most women who love their implants and have a really like great emotional attachment to them, I know pre- like aren't sick and like they don't have any of the symptoms or anything like that so that's something that's always kind of been um on my mind as well too if that kind of had a cause of why my symptoms were able to um kind of manifest so fast compared to some of these other women who had them for three to seven to ten years um but yeah
0: yeah it's like there's this this discord between what you're saying you want but what you know on a deeper level is true for you and what and what you really want and so your body's you know just as much as rejecting them physically it's you're also Mm -hmm. rejecting them emotionally exactly
1: yeah completely
0: yeah and I I relate to everything you just shared so much being a holistic nutritionist myself and and having that, that background and feeling that sort of hypocrisy in in preaching one thing but then knowing that you're 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 doing another by having these foreign objects in your body exactly yeah
1: yeah and then really taking the heat for that too um like I mentioned like being on social media people mm. obviously have their opinions um <laughs> yeah. and, and I say that with like yep. <laughs> so gracefully because I you know put that, that kindly <laughs> like, yeah like because if you're putting your life online of course you're like allowing people to have their perception of you and like we're not ever in control of what other people think of us but not just that but it also like hurts being a human and like getting those comments and everything Mm. and that's always like always that's already something like in your psyche that you're like contemplating of like knowing that you're embodying this like natural and your holistic approach but yet you're kind of like being a hypocrite because here you are with like implants
0: yeah yeah that can be a really hard thing to come to terms with Mm -hmm. yeah so then when you decided to explant you you had the surgery to get your implants taken out what did that process look like for you? Like how soon after getting the implants out, did you start to heal? Did you start to feel um, some of the symptoms begin to subside um, physically, but as, as well as these emotional symptoms and feelings we've been talking about?
1: Yeah, um, I would say like, one of the biggest things that I really noticed was like a really big relief even before I got them removed, and that was just because my doctor um, believed me, and he really mm-hmm. justified it and like validated the feelings that I had and these um, symptoms, so I went through many different doctors, many different holistic doctors and different surgeons that pretty much all told me that like it's either an autoimmune disease or i don't know what's wrong with you um, I had a lot of different um, diagnosis as as well too and it wasn't until I met with my surgeon at the time and just having that level of emotional release of like knowing somebody fully saw me and like fully heard me as well too was such a relief but after my surgery itself um the first note that I noticed of just improvement was waking up without any joint pain and Mm -hmm. At first, I didn't really want to get too attached to all of the symptom reliefs that I was having because, of course, coming off of a surgery, you're on pain medication and all of that. So I was like, maybe it's really just this that's like helping me right now. But I had a friend who drove me back to my parents' house after my surgery. And she really only knew me when I had breast implants. And her telling me that, Even though I might be a little like goofy or silly from coming out of surgery and being kind of like hyped up on pain meds that like I've never been able to hold a conversation and articulate sentences like that ever before. So that was extremely just like humbling to have like an outside perspective. Um, But it was in like a week time frame that I had zero joint pain. Uh, My cognitive function was slowly coming back. And the amount of energy that I had was something that I thought like I lost forever. Um, So my symptoms really improved, I would say, like within a two week time frame after my surgery.
0: Wow. So for you, there's like no doubt in your mind that the, the implants were what were causing these symptoms. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, what did the rest of the healing process look like for you? Because for me personally, and a lot of the other women that I've talked to, once you get them out, it's, it is such a relief. Like you, you, Mm -hmm. a lot of women can feel like, okay, I know I made the right decision. And yes, there's still like detoxing and physical healing work to be done. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it also can bring up a lot of mental and emotional work too in, in looking at, okay, why did I get these in the first place? And Mm -hmm. what, what part of me needs healing or attention or love to, you know, get back to a place where I feel okay with myself as I am now post, post post-explant.
1: Yeah, just as you mentioned, um, yeah, I had a lot of physical healing to continuously do and the detox and regulating my hormones and all of that. And that's actually something like I'm still going through as well, being um, almost like eight months post-surgery. But the emotional side of things as well, too, uh, what really came up for me was not necessarily um working through the reasonings why i got them just since it was such a short period of time that i had them and that was kind of something i always like pondered on or just was always in the back of my head um during the time frame that i did have them but something emotionally that i was really healing from was identifying myself like away from the sickness and the disease or the ailment as well because it's really easy to say like I have this rather than like this is just like what happened to me so it's really easy to identify with like I had breast implant illness or being the like quote-unquote a survivor of that like yes it is beautiful to be able to say that you survived something from that but also to of like understanding that like it's not a part of your identity as well Mm -hmm. Um, That was something that I really had to heal from because all I knew was being sick and how people treated me when I was sick and like how I viewed the world because I was sick and just like the sickness part was something that I really had to let go because I attached that to my identity for like what seemed like a really long time. Um, because with a lot of these symptoms, especially the cognitive um, symptoms that it causes, like it makes a year and a half seem like five years because all you do yeah. is lay in bed and not feel well and joyful and happy and have that vibrance for life. Um, so really being able to reprogram my like thoughts and beliefs around what it meant to um, be somebody who had breast implant illness was really one of the like emotional strengths that um, I really had to like recover from mm,
0: that I'm really glad that you shared that yeah because I think a lot of not just women but people in general can attach to these things that happen to us as a part of our identity and the more mm. you attach to it the more pervasive it becomes rather than attaching to being somebody who is healing or healed from that experience. Yeah, exactly. So you mentioned your eight months post explant now, um, and that you are still doing some detoxing, which I think for a lot of women is really normal. Um, we've Mm -hmm. talked about this on, on this series that, you know, some, some women are able to detox a little bit more quickly and for others it can take, you know, years to, to get out all of all of the excess toxins um, and residue and complications from the implants. But at this eight month mark, how are you feeling now? Yeah, I'm
1: healing. As I say, Um, I never want to get too excited for thinking that I'm completely healed. Um, I think healing is something that we do on a physical, emotional, and spiritual level. Um, So I'm so grateful that I was able to go through this with my body because by doing that and going through this period of symptoms and ailments and surgeries, I've been able to really develop a really deep relationship with my body. And I say like my body as almost like a separate form and befriending my body as something that I know that's just a part of this journey with me, not something that I am completely in the wholeest form um, and that's something that I think has been um, one of the biggest takeaways is just deepening my level of understanding of what my body needs in every single moment and every single day and knowing that like changes every single moment and every single day and being able to adjust to that because um, something that I've learned especially within the last eight months is like I might have like felt absolutely amazing after my surgery had all of this energy and then that kind of wears off and then you go through this detox phase of like feeling like you're kind of backtracking and not being able to like identify and be like oh like I have my boobs out so I'm completely healed everything's all good but just giving yourself that love and compassion and knowing that like every single day is going to be different and like honoring that as well too
0: Yeah, it is so important to not expect the journey to be linear to know that like every day will be different and that's okay very much so and
1: very different from everybody else who has gone through this as well and that was something that was another learning lesson is just because somebody else on social media had theirs removed and this is their healing journey mine's going to look vastly different and I have to be okay with that and honor my body's progress of detoxing and releasing not only the physical symptoms but also like the emotional symptoms that go through surgery and just the wide spectrum of of emotions that you felt during that
0: time. 100%. Yeah, I think that you know, like we talked about in the beginning, it's so important for more women to share their stories so that other women out there can have access to what is possible and what can happen, but yeah. to not compare yourself to those other stories and journeys because your body is unique and it's going mm-hmm. to respond differently than anyone else's. Completely agree. Yeah so I'm curious you know being somebody who got your implants at such a young age as a teenager do you personally feel that there should be more age limits or rules or restrictions when it comes to plastic surgery and and adolescence
1: I do yeah for sure um and although like with my surgery and everything, I had to have my parents um, come and like sign off and everything like that. But I still feel the lack of education and awareness around complications need to be increased. Um, And obviously the plastic surgery is an industry there to make money, but I think it is our duty for those who have gone through this to really put your story out, to be able to educate those people who think that they might wanna get um, plastic surgery or any sort of enhancements as well too. And being able to Talk to friends, talk to families, and remind those that are young around you that they're perfect just as they are. And I think that's really our duty as women, completely, especially being um, elders to this generation that are coming up, especially on social media, that you don't need to change your body, that you don't need to add anything or take anything away, that like you being you is uniquely perfect and how you are made is like something that you should take value in and know that like you're worthy no matter what no matter if you look a certain way and I think a lot of this um, self-hate and like desire for change is stemming from the beauty industry itself of making young girls feel like they need to look a certain way Mm -hmm. so I think it's our duty is women who have a platform or just have a voice in general, which all of us do to remind those around
0: us that they don't need to change. Yes, 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 yes. So much yes to that. And that's actually the perfect tie in to the last couple questions um, that I've been asking women on this series who've been sharing their story. And I'm really um, curious and excited for you to give a little bit of a different perspective um, in talking to this younger generation, what would you say to any young teenage woman or teenage girl who is considering getting implants?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um,
1: I would say it's not worth it, not worth your money, not worth your time, not worth your body, and like not worth the emotional um, stress that
0: it comes with
1: that choice.
0: Mm. And then what would you say to any young women out there who currently have implants in and are maybe considering getting them taken out?
1: To trust your intuition and trust your body and really open up the communication that your body's trying to have with you and to be honest with yourself because so I think it's through that radical honesty is when we can truly hear the cries that our body has been really screaming at us that we don't understand until we
0: pay attention. Mm, so important. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that and for sharing your story. Again, it, it's so important that we continue to have these conversations. And um, I, I just am so grateful for your courage and your bravery in putting this, this difficult thing that you've been through out there for other women to, to benefit and learn from.
1: Yeah, thank you so much. And I'm like extremely grateful and have so much appreciation for what you're doing through this series and the awareness that you're bringing as well too. I know that this series is going to impact a lot of people. So I feel extremely grateful to be a part of it.
0: Oh, thank you so much. And so for people who are listening, um, who want to find out more about your story and your journey and the things that you're up to, um, where can they find you? Uh, Mostly on
1: Instagram. I share a lot of my personal journey and just my overall life over on Instagram. And that's just, my handle is at Carly, K-A-R-L-E-E. And then it's actually three E's and then J.
0: Okay, perfect. And we will link that in the show notes below. Um, So for everyone who's listening, I highly encourage you to go follow Carly if you're not already. Um, And again, Carly, thank you so much for, for coming on today and sharing your story. Yeah, thank you. And to everybody who's listening and tuning in today, thank you so much for for listening. And if you're not already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you can get updates about all the latest episodes in the rest of this series and beyond. And I also highly encourage you to share Carly's episode and the rest of um, the breast implant series with any women in your life who may benefit from hearing this, whether they have implants or are considering getting them. Um, I think that this this series should be listened to by as many women as possible. So share it with your friends, review, and um, subscribe. And as always, until next time, have a happy, healthy day.